0: Welcome. Together, we're going to explore our personal finances and figure out how to improve them. Whether you're just getting started in life on your finances, or you may already have a home and a car payment and you're struggling to get credit cards under control, or you're getting a later start in life on saving for retirement, ReduceDebtIncreaseWealth.com is a podcast to educate those to improve personal finances whether it's eliminating debt or making smart investments. Hello, Mr. Chuck here. In this episode, we're going to talk about cash out refinancing. But before we get started on doing that, I just want to remind you that on personal finance, you should have a plan. Your personal finance plan should include your goals that you would like to achieve, money that you're saving to meet certain goals like saving for your children's college education, saving for your personal retirement, and other items you might be considering. Then second, you need to consider your debt reduction plan. If you're taking the cash out on this refinancing, To pay down credit card debt, it may or may not be a good idea. It's likely that the loan is going to have a lower interest rate than credit cards, but I had a previous episode that I released on May 2nd of 2020, refinance debt consolidation, debt cancellation, where I go over the pros and cons of doing such a thing. Big con that I can think of off the top of my head is you're if you're going to pay off credit card debt you're going to take unsecured debt and make it secured by using your home as collateral do you really want to do that so you need to apply the 30-day rule sit down with your spouse and talk about this does it fit within your budget When you refinance, will your new mortgage fall in to around 36% of your income or less? Or are you creating your housing costs to go up? Remember, your total housing cost is your loan payment, real estate tax, insurance on the home, plus some maintenance fees. You want to keep that around 36%. Now, lenders are going to say your debt to income ratio, as long as your housing cost is lower than 43%, you're going to be a candidate for the refinancing. I say try to keep it within your budget because you got other things you do in life other than just paying for your home. Second, if you're only going to be in the home for a short period of time, I wouldn't even consider doing it. If you're going to stay in the home for another 10, 15, or 20 years, then the closing costs could be offset by the savings and the interest that you're not paying. It might seem like a good idea on the outset, you need to take everything into consideration before doing it. Okay, my first article is from the Nerd Wallet. Uh refinancing the pros and cons. Pre, uh, if you listen to my previous episode, it's probably about the same stuff in there. Uh, refinancing cash out is you just you're going out and getting a brand new mortgage, and you're gonna pay off your old mortgage and take some of the equity that you build up in your home as cash. If you're gonna do that for remodeling. That's a good idea. You can do that, use it to pay for your remodeling, and then the equity in your house is gonna build up. But a note of interest, you need to make sure you don't take out more than 80 to 90 percent of your home's value. Cause if you do, principal mortgage insurance will kick in and that can get expensive. It's between 0.55% and two and a quarter percent. Of your mortgage. So if you have a $180,000 mortgage, 1% PMI is going to cost you $1,800 a year, and that's money you could use to pay down other debt. So beware of that. So before you really get started, and once you decide the 30 days are up, you decide you're going to do it, the first thing you need to do is shop for a lender you need to look for the lowest possible rate and the fees that they're going to charge you sometimes you'll get a lower rate but the fees may be way high so you might want to pay a quarter percent more and pay less in fees and over 10 15 20 years you definitely will Save some money. If you're going to be selling the house and moving on because your plans are moving to a different neighborhood to be in a different school district for your children, or you're going to, you're figuring you might get transferred from work, then I would not even consider doing it. And that's my personal opinion that you can do what you want. That's why you need to consider the 30 day rule. Remember your debt reduction plan. One, stop creating new debt. Two, make only the minimum payments on all your debt. Three, have a savings account. Build up an emergency fund. And you want an emergency fund so that you have money to pay for if your car breaks down or if the water heater in your house goes out, you have money available to pay for those items so you don't create new debt. A lot of lenders or mortgages will require you, if you're going to use it, to pay off credit cards to close out those credit cards. You don't want to do that if you can avoid it, because if you close out credit cards, your credit utilization rate will drop, and that looks bad in the future to lenders. You want to have a lot of credit, even if you're not using it, so that your credit utilization rate looks good. Your debt to income ratio shouldn't be more than 43%. As most lenders would tell you, I say you want to keep it way under 40%. And if your budgets if you have your budget set up and your say your current budget is 38% of your income, you want to try to keep it in that range to make your life affordable. Because you're going to be doing other things other than paying for your mortgage and then the other article is the more detail the first step you should do when you're looking is fees and stuff you got to get an appraisal on your home you got to get approved by an underwriter and then everything's going to fall into place you go to closing and they're going to give you the money it's a fairly simple and easy process if you've been through Getting a mortgage in the past, it's the same process. It may take 30 days to get it done. Before you go forward on this refinancing, it's always a good idea to know if you're using the money to remodel your home. It's a good investment. So the equity in your home will rise when the refinance or when the remodeling is completed. So you're going to be in good shape. Your equity in your home will still be there. You made improvements. It's a good way to pay for large ticket items. Because of the lower interest rates. I would refrain from using the money to buy a new car and paying cash. Because that's not a good investment. A good investment is using the money to re renovate or remodel a home that you're going to live in for at least another 10 plus years. And when you get all done, you should look at the new loan more, dollar amount. Can you afford to pay it? Is it going to put a crimp in your lifestyle? And if you're married and have a spouse, do you need two incomes in order to continue to pay your debt? What are you going to do if you start having children and your spouse quits working and wants to stay home? Will it be a struggle for you to make your home payment? Those are things you need to consider in the 30 days when you're implying the 30-day rule. Again. Paying off credit cards is a good thing because you can get a lower rate of interest. Taking unsecured debt and making a secured debt. So if your spouse, if you have children, your spouse quits working and something happens to your income and you get laid off. Do you have a large enough emergency fund to get by for three or six months? So that you can continue making those payments and not lose your home. All these things should be taken into consideration whenever you're looking to finance large dollar amounts, no matter what you're going to use it for. Some people say buying a boat may be a good investment. It's a matter of opinion. Do you really want to use your home as collateral to buy a boat that's probably going to go down in value over time just like an automobile loses value as soon as you drive it off the dealer's lot and you're going to be stuck with paying for that and there may come to the day where you're unable to do that and those are the things you should be considering when refinancing there are two articles and the first article is from the nerd wallet cash out refinancing Finance cash out, the cash out refinance pros and cons. And the second article is how a cash out refinance works. And it gives you all the details and things you should be considering. And one of the good things to use it is debt consolidation, paying off existing home equity line of credit, renovating the property, paying income tax bills. Well, if you got an income tax bill that you've got to borrow money to pay, you may have trouble getting the loan to start with. So you got to keep up with all your bills. you got to make timely payments. And the first thing you should do before considering refinancing your home is set up a budget. Look at how much money you have coming in. How much money you're currently paying out take that old mortgage payment out and put in the new payment and look at what happens to your budget are you going to have to cut back in other areas such as entertainment and food that maybe you don't want to do because there's more to life than just paying for a home you got to live you got to eat you have if you have children, you got to clothe them, you got to pay for school and school costs, all those other things that you have in life. When's it a bad idea? A cash out refinance can be a bad idea if used to cash as a way to consolidate debt and then run up the debt again. I advise my clients to pursue a line of credit instead of cash out refinance if they're looking to have an open line of credit available for emergency home improvements or short-term purchases that they pay off within a short amount of time that's their advice on that again a line of credit is going to be a higher rate of interest if you're trying to get out of debt And that's the main purpose of refinancing and taking out the refinance cash out refinance. Maybe you're on the right track. But before you do it, you need to look at other ways you can get that debt paid off without creating a new debt. And as I said earlier, if the new mortgage is going to have a lower rate of interest, less years, lower dollar amount on your monthly payment, then it may be a good thing to do. And you can pay off some credit card debt. You don't want to close all those credit cards because, as I said before, your credit utilization rate will change. To the bad. Your credit score will change to the bad. And that would be a short term. In the long term, it may improve as you get more and more out of debt. And don't over borrow so you get stuck paying principal mortgage insurance or PMI. So, minimum credit score you need for cash out refinance is typically 620 or better. However, FHA and VA cash out refinement loans may allow a slightly lower credit score. Lenders set their own minimums, so credit requirements can vary depending on where you apply. And again, the lower your score, the higher rate of interest you're going to have, so it may not be a good idea to do it. Most all the banks and mortgage companies that are doing this are doing the same thing. Just words of wisdom, words of thought. I always got a line of credit to pay for my home improvement. In theory, I thought if I couldn't ever pay it off, someday I'm going to sell the house. When I sell the house, I'll pay off the loan and move on. Working under that assumption, remember that when you sell the house and you have more debt, that means less money it goes to your pocket which gives you less money for a down payment wherever you move to the less debt you have the more equity you have when you sell the home the more money you're going to have in your own pocket which gives you a better option when you're looking to replace your home maybe at a new location maybe you're downsizing or even upsizing because now you have more children so it's not a simple oh let's do it and pay off my debt and i'll have three less credit card payments to make and i'll save three thousand dollars a month because i pay a thousand dollars a month in each credit card what's the minimum payment on those credit cards it might only be three hundred dollars so if you quit paying the three thousand dollars and you put that in your savings. You build up the emergency fund over two months, you have six grand in your emergency fund, and then another two months, you got 12 grand, and you plump $6,000 that down, you pay off a credit card. You're gonna get those credit cards paid off fairly quick without even refinancing and taking the cash out. That's just an example. It may not be your situation, I talked about budgets earlier in this episode, so I'm going to do a quick review on how to do an easy budget. For those of you listening that hasn't heard about this or don't have a budget, it's fairly simple. Take a piece of paper and number 1 to 30 down the left side. Go into your check register or go online checking and write down... All your monthly bills that you pay every month, such as all your utility bills, all your loan payments, all your credit card payments, and put them in the date that they are due. So if your mortgage is due on the 1st, you record the name of the mortgage company on the 1st and the dollar amount. How much do you pay? And do that for a full month. If you go to the grocery store like every Friday, rec- figure out an average. Go through the past month, add them all up and divide it by the number of times you went to the grocery store, and that would be your average cost for food. And record that on every Friday of the month. So whichever day falls closest to a Friday, use that for a p- particular month. The goal here is and put in the date that you receive your paycheck, and net amount of pay. The goal here is to identify what you're paying, when you're paying, and how much you're paying every month. Once you get all that done for everything that's necessary, food, housing, transportation, some entertainment, you can look at what am I wasting my money on. What can I cut out of this and have more money to put in to my savings account to build up my emergency fund? It's that simple. If your pay is different from week to week like mine is, I get paid every week, but it's always different. Go back four weeks, eight weeks, add them all up, divide it, use an average. Over time, you'll get it close. It doesn't have to be exact. It's just got to be in the ballpark so that's how you do an easy budget identify when you're all done identify things that you don't necessarily use such as maybe a gym membership maybe a subscription for a antivirus on your computer for a computer you no longer have and cancel those items so you're quit wasting your money if you're paying for cable TV you look at other ways to get your TV that costs less money. And that would be streaming and using an antenna and get your local channels. For those with good ears that heard the clicking sounds in this episode, I'm sorry, i have changed my equipment setup and it's a lot more sensitive now. I'll try to be more careful in the future to prevent that from happening that's the end of another episode i hope you found it useful and if you'd like to share this episode with your friends please do so i'm open for any suggestions for improvement or for information that you would like to talk about in future episodes you can go to my facebook page and leave me a message i'm more than glad to comply to find my Facebook page, go to reduceddebtincreasewealth.com and click on the Facebook icon to go to my Facebook website.